Well, as Richard said at the beginning of the service, what happened here this week was quite remarkable. It wasn't unexpected, of course. In fact, it had been planned for nearly 12 months. But it did exceed our expectations perhaps even the vision that we had for the event. Getting up to 225 people from around the south of England come to Claygate was quite a thing. They came from Cornwall, Devon, Wiltshire, Hampshire, Kent, Bedfordshire, Cambridge. All of that means something to me, if not you. And Surrey, lots of them from Surrey. And they came to hear about and to experience Connections, this church's program for seniors' ministry. Now, quite a few of you that are sitting here this morning were there, but plenty of you weren't because, of course, it wasn't a regular Connections Sunday. And some of you may not even know what Connections is, so I'm going to briefly explain that, even though some of you could be on mastermind regarding Connections. So if you don't know what Connections is... It was set up seven years ago by Pippa Kramer and her team. Connections is a fortnightly get-together for all the seniors in this village, featuring coffee, homemade cakes, cafe-style layout with smart tablecloths and nice flowers, a Christian thought 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 for the day, and activities. Boy, are there activities. It could be anything from crafts to medal collections, postcards to home baking. But there are always exercises, games, hand massage, and the chance to share personal histories. Those are the bare bones. But more than that, Connections is a community that welcomes in, that welcomes in, where no one is left isolated, not for long anyway, that brings together, befriends, and sustains. In short, Pippa has a loving team which in turn fosters a community of love and acceptance in a world that can at times feel pretty different to that for many seniors. That's what Connections is, the bare bones, plus that loving community. And that's what people, 225 of them, experienced on Thursday. Because in the morning, we actually ran a Connections session for them so that they could experience what folks experience on a week-by-week basis. But how was it that what happened on Thursday exceeded, exceeded our expectations? Well, because, I guess simply, because the Holy Spirit was at work. At work more widely, more potently even, than we'd imagined at work through the prayers that we as a church, Pippa and the team, offered for the event and for the people attending, at work through the team in knowing what part we each might play and using our gifts, at work in the, in the open hearts with which our guests arrived and their readiness to receive, and at work as those hearts were set on fire with the possibilities of what they experienced. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that 225 fires were lit um, that are now beacons 
to some extent across the south of England. Well, you might have already made your own link to the fact that we're on Pentecost Sunday. Because the arrival and work of the Holy Spirit has always exceeded expectations. Ordinary people given remarkable gifts. The message of God's love communicated in inventive ways. And patterns of advocacy, movement and growth that have created a global church. Especially in earlier times. But you might be wondering what all of this has got to do with the reading that we just heard from 1 John chapter 2, 28 to verse 3 of chapter 3. And the answer simply is everything. Because I want to suggest to you that the passage that we just heard contains two messages that we today can infer from John's writing to early Christians who are under pressure two things that we can infer. The first is that we are God's children and part of his family on account of that lavish love that he has for us and our response to that love. Family. We're part of his family. And the second is that being part of that family changes us. It changes us for the better. And I just want to explore what happened on Thursday in the light of those two ideas. Being part of a family and being changed for the better by him. Okay? So first. I mean, it really was, for those of us that were there, an unbelievable experience to witness 225 people coming through those doors in a state of high expectation from all over. Baptists, free church, community churches, towns, cities, villages, people with hearts for seniors' ministry, and people still discovering that heart. It was a huge reminder to us that what binds us together is so much greater than our differences. And that we can show an example to this world by being bound together by the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and taking on the family tie. That in him, we kind of share a family resemblance even with those that we haven't met before who share in that one love. I mean, we're all different, of course, to some extent. We're not all the same. We're not clones of a family. In fact, even on Thursday, some family members were a bit argumentative. One or two a bit fussy. I mean, it's a family after all. But the resemblance, the common purpose that we shared through that day lit such a bright light. I was reminded, too, that this family is open to and welcoming of all Just like Pippa and the team make special efforts to welcome newcomers and be a friendly face week by week, we on Thursday were welcoming of and open to all. There was no charge to come in, and we used our resources, given by you, to try and bless them. And we tried to get to know as many of them as we possibly could and undertook to keep in touch. And in a video interview recorded by Philip Plimming and I, we reflected that in connections, we're trying to make God's love known 
through the strength and quality of our relationships with each other. Make his love known through how we are with each other and how we are with our guests. And that the best way to get over the message of a loving God in Jesus Christ is to be love to each other as best we can. For love will always be greater than hate. A family. So this family is bigger than we thought. I mean, a family may be characterized by, you know, you're my family, by shared history, duty, responsibility, shared ownership, shared work. But at its best, is not a family characterized by love. So Thursday reminded us that within our church family here, Connections is like a family. It's a family that seeks to share God's love with one another. And that Connections is now part of a bigger family, 225 strong and growing, that are purposed in Christ and in making him known. The second inference that we can get from this passage beyond family and, and here I think John does us a great service in his letter. He reminds us that, uh, to quote, now we are children of God. When Christ appears, we shall be like him. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. In other words, he reminds us that membership of God's family is the beginning of a change for the better in us. Bishop Joe Wells, who opened the conference for us, called this transformation. She highlighted that connections isn't just a nice Tuesday morning coffee. It's something in which God works to transform us into, well, in, into the family resemblance. Into the family resemblance. There was evidence of this in individual transformation. Towards the end of the day, I interviewed Miggy Sayers and Charlie Spencer, who gave their own testimonies of how connections had changed their lives for the better. Discovering, for example, greater sense of connectedness, reducing loneliness, in some case, growing in humility, self-control, and the service of others. And I also interviewed Diane Flint, a representative of All Saints Church in Lindfield, Sussex, a church that has taken the Connections model and adapted it to their own parish with super results. So there was evidence of individual transformative power in the way that God uses community. There was also evidence that the transformation could occur in other ways, that with 225 present, the beacons of light, a network had begun which itself can transform. And if we're honest, as Pippa and I said to each other on Thursday, we're not quite sure what we've started. But something has been started. And a final word on that transformation. And it was one picked up by the, several of our guests. I mean, we all know that Connections is for seniors, right? But that isn't the end of the story. 
Connection somehow is at its most powerful when it harnesses the gifts and presence of the young, of younger mums and dads, of the newly retired. In that type of transformation, the loving community also carries itself across generations. Those gifts of the Spirit that come from serving each other can shape us at whatever age or stage of life we're at. So to conclude, let's today give thanks to God, not only for the Connections Conference, the way His Holy Spirit worked on that day, but for each one of us and the privilege He gives us of being part of His family of faith in Jesus Christ, and for the responsibility that comes with that privilege to seek to become, however we can, more like him, that we can demonstrate and live in his love and be beacons of love for one another.